Thank you for checking out Talks with Tyler ISD, the podcast about the passionate people with a heart for students. I'm your host, Jennifer Hines, and joining us today is Mika Fallon. And Mika is over volunteers for the Tyler ISD School District and all of our campuses. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I am a California native, so I am a Texas transplant. And you I- got here as fast as you could. Well, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. I kind of actually got brought here kicking and screaming. My husband came here for a work opportunity. My mom lived in California. I uh-huh. wanted to stay with my mom. Yeah. But once I got here, I absolutely fell in love. We have three kids and it's a great place to raise a family. So I love it here. He'd have to drag me away. Yes. Now, now you're like, what was I missing this whole time? Exactly. Sometimes you don't know what you're missing until you get there. Until you get it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your background. I understand you spent five years at Caldwell Arts Academy over there, one of our favorite schools, Magnet School, the only performing arts school in East Texas. So you got to be there, which I know they take a lot of volunteers and need a lot of volunteers to keep that running with all the amazing things they're doing over there. And then you have three children. Yes, ma'am. So let's see. When I was at Caldwell, I was the administrative assistant there. In addition to that, I also ran the auditorium. So I stayed very, very busy and I I got involved with a lot of the community members because we rent to the community. Um, I have three kids who one has graduated already. She's going to UT. So Ooh, very how come I'm a longhorn. <laughs> and then I have one graduating this year and then one graduating next year. So very excited. Oh, well, congratulations to them. I know they're at the end of their educational journey. But in order to get all of our 18,200 Tyler ISD students through their educational journey, we need a little bit of help from the community. And that takes volunteers. Tell us about some of the ways that we can have those people from the community volunteer. There's so many things that you can do. Absolutely. Um, Really, the best way to determine who would be a good volunteer or where First of all, you have to have a giving heart. You have to want to give something back. Um, And you determine that based on what your area of expertise is and then where you think you could best serve. So, you know, with Tyler ISD, we pretty much have the Pathfinder system. So we have different campuses that specialize in certain things. So as you mentioned, Caldwell, if you are a retired art teacher and you consider maybe, oh, I would like to help with art projects or something like that, you would choose that campus. If you were interested in special ed, you would choose Boshier. So it just depends on what your expertise is and what you want to share. And also the time of year makes makes a huge difference. Um, I know right now we're getting towards the end of the school year, lots of field trips, that sort of thing. And and so that does does play a huge role as well. Um, What are some other things um, where they can help? I know got testing. There's just different things. There's different things. And it really depends on the campus. Some campuses needs are different. They may need help with reading. They may need help with uh, actual volunteers in the um, for field trips. There may be someone who needs help in the cafe because they're having extra activities. This is the time of year for parties and field trips. Mm-hmm. So that would be really helpful right now. And I know sometimes just the biggest help could be to make copies for a teacher while she's in the classroom. (laughs) So she's not being pulled away to do that. I mean, really, the one thing I love about being able to volunteer for the district is that you can do it once or you can do it year round. It can be a big project, a small project. It can be kind of whatever it is that you want to work on and and how you want to give. So it really does offer that 
that flexibility, um, what are some of the, I guess, features of a volunteer? Like who are some of the people that you find often come into our volunteer pool? You know, that's a great question, but the dynamic is really different. As I said, you could be a retired teacher, you could be an alumni, you could be a parent. Most of the time, it's usually parents. You mm -hmm. know, you're attached to a particular campus because your student is there. Grandparents are great ones. They tend to come back. Sometimes, you know, with most of the time with having so many working parents, grandparents kind of step in to take charge where the parents are busy. So those are really great ones. It, it just depends. And you've even seen former employees who just want to come back and give a little extra, but they just don't want the full time. They just, they just want to come in and help when they can and then go back to enjoying retirement. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so you do get a, a lot of people from all different backgrounds, walks of life, um, areas of expertise, things that they can give and, and different ways of support. So it really is a very diverse group of people with a very diverse um group of needs and mm -hmm. skill set. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess we've covered the who and, and what. So my next question is, where are volunteers needed? Um, you know, it just depends. We need them everywhere, all the campuses. That's mm -hmm. where we need them. Um, again, as we mentioned before, it just kind of depends on the time of the year. And that will really dictate, you know, who needs the most help. And so knowing um, knowing all the different campuses, maybe it's a campus close to your house or maybe it's a campus that you have, like you said, your students go to, um, being aware of upcoming activities where they might need those extra that extra help is, is always important. And then I know that there's different departments throughout the district that could use an extra hand here and there if a volunteer was willing. Yes, ma'am, that is very true. Um, also, you know, the campuses are very good about communicating to the community to let them know when we have certain things coming up and how they could be of service. And PTAs are also super oh, helpful. They provide a lot of volunteer support. So they usually have those volunteer opportunities. So if you're looking to volunteer, PTA. definitely figure out that school PTA. Um, if you're retired and you want to volunteer at that local school, the principal can get you in touch with the PTA president and, and get those volunteer opportunities to you. Um, there are so many success stories of, of volunteers and how they help. I'd love it if you would just share one or two of those. Um, we have a very special volunteer this year, retired teacher. She came to help with one of the campuses. Um, she was helping students learn to read, getting them interested in reading. And then she started recruiting people from her Sunday school services, from her Sunday school class. So it is one of those things like, we, like I said, if you have a giving heart, then you start reaching out to other people and it just kind of grows. And then all those people are there helping our students. So it's a wonderful situation. Oh, I love that. And and that's true. I mean, what started as one ended up being a whole Sunday school class. Yes, so what starts with one could end up being like a whole business that wants to give back. Or, you know, maybe you don't have the time to give, but there are always other things that you can give. They they love little things that they can give out to students for rewards, for perfect attendance, or they've made a good grade, or they've tried really hard, or they've got great behavior that day. I know there's always partnerships out there that if you don't have the time, you definitely can donate something uh, that would still support the school and keep them going and uh, help them in their mission for successful student outcomes. That is very outcomes. true. We, uh, we, I remember that there was a, a local business that was actually just donating paper. You don't think about paper 
but right. it's so important. It's very expensive. Right. And um, I think something went wrong with an order that, you know, went awry and they just provided. They were like, hey, you guys can use this to draw with. These are things you can do with this. So it's, it's every little bit helps. It really does. Absolutely. And then that way the cost isn't passed on to the students at all or out of the teacher's pocket. Again, like no donation or of time or service is too small. Absolutely. It all helps and it does take a village, as they <laughs> say. I mean, it, it really does. Um, and so I love that. So definitely, you know, like get a group together and, you know, every Tuesday you can go and, and read to students. Speaking of reading, bilingual volunteers, super important. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, one of our particular campuses, Birdwell, that would be a great place if they were interested in doing something like that. We definitely could use bilingual because, you know, we don't have a lot of those that tend to volunteer for that. Most of the time it's people involved with their student or going to that particular campus. So to reach out and help, that would be wonderful. It would be great. We welcome everyone that wants to come and volunteer. So now that people are excited about volunteering, they've already like <laughs> thought about their friend group, who they're going to get, what right, day they're going right. to go. What do they need to do? How do they apply? What's the process? What do people need to be aware of? Okay, so the first thing to remember is it's all online. So everything is done online. The first thing you want to do is visit the district website at tylerisd.org backslash volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, that's how you go to find the application. Uh, you need to have a driver's license or an ID and then your social and then just fill out the information. You have to remember that it has to be done every school year. So it just lasts one school year and it has to be renewed. The good thing is once you're in there, you don't have to redo it. You're just updating, verifying that your information is correct. I have a lot of people call me because from year to year, they do not remember what their login information is. <laughs> right. So of course you can always uh, contact me and I can get you set up with that to make sure that you get logged in. And then that's pretty much it. Once you get that, um, you'll get a notification from me that you've been approved. And then um, you can also use the campaign campuses as well. They usually have those little kiosks for you. And we mm -hmm. also have those at the district office if you want to use those to come in and do it if you don't have access at home. And so for, um, for people to know that are listening to this, I mean, there are some, some rules out there. I mean, you do have to be over 18. Again, yes, you do have to have a driver's license. We do a background check. We are for making sure. sure that everyone that comes and volunteers with our children has passed all of those criteria. Uh, criteria that they are cleared, good to go. Um, and again, don't forget that you do have to do it every year because I know there's a lot of parents that it comes field trip time or field day and they want to volunteer yes. and it's like the mad rush, either back to school rush or end of year rush. So just maybe set a timer every July, get it done in the middle of the summer when it's not a rush and then you can yes. get it through faster. Um, that is an option. Do keep in mind, um, it takes about a week turnaround time. So please give me at least a week's lead way to get you in there. And then um, a great way uh, to remember is when you're doing your online registration for your student, if you're a parent, that information is attached in there. So you can always sign up at that time. Ah, that's and and enroll because right now we're going into enrollment. That's it. I love that. Well, um, once you're a volunteer, you always just check in at the front office. You get your Raptor tag. That means you're in the school system 
for that day. People know who's on, they, you, we got to know who's on campus. <laughs> you get to go do your good work. And then when you're done, you leave for the day and you've probably made the difference in the life of at least one child, if not Absolutely. many, many more. And that's why we do this, right? It's all about the student connection. It is. Well, is there anything else that you think that we should share about becoming a volunteer? Maybe just some other unique things that you have seen volunteers do in this last year that just maybe touched your heart? Well, you know, the thing that's exciting is, you know, with us going through everything we've been through with the pandemic, it's really refreshing that people are willing to get back out there and now start reaching out to the campuses. I think we're all searching for that that little bit of normalcy again. So, mm -hmm. and it makes me really happy that people are still willing. And I think what other people may not realize or um, once they do volunteer, they realize they get just as much out of it Absolutely. as the child does, Absolutely. as the student does. And that's one of my favorite things um, about this. So if you're a potential volunteer out there and been thinking about it, we'd love to have you come along. Love for you to have your friends, bring them to Mika Fallon. Thank you so much for joining us to tell us about all the volunteer opportunities that are out there. And we appreciate you joining us today. And thank you all for joining us. Be sure to check out this episode and all of the others on Apple Podcast and Spotify. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with your family and friends.